Hey talkers, welcome to Keep Talking Podcast. Keep Talking is the best platform for you to reach an advanced level of English by practicing every day and also connect with a global community. This podcast is a mix of our Instagram lives and IGTV videos, along with other recorded content. Sometimes we just give tips on how to improve your English, and other times we talk about a wide variety of topics, sometimes with special guests. Most of the episodes are in English, some are a mix of English and Spanish, and in a few we only speak Spanish. I hope you enjoy, and remember to follow us on Instagram at keeptalkingco, or check out our website, keeptalking.co, to join our community and learn more about how we can help you. Mic check, mic Wait, I already did the mic check. All right, what's up, talkers? How are we doing today? Okay, today I'm going to be talking about waking up at 3.30 a.m. Some of you, if you haven't followed Keep Talking recently, are probably like, what the F are you talking about? 3.30 a.m.? Are you crazy? You wake up to pee and go back to bed? What, 3.30 a.m.? Okay, so 3.30 a.m. Um, I did an episode about a month, a month and a half ago, <clears throat> talking about why I started waking up at 3.30 a.m. recently. And so far, I've been doing it for two months. Um, I'm recording this uh, podcast on actually on Halloween day, uh, so October 31st of 2021. But it was either August 30th or 31st that I decided, you know what, I'm going I'm to set my wake up time at 3.30 a.m. every day, seven days a week, regardless, for two months at least. I want to see what it's like for two months and then I'm going to go from there, decide if it's something I want to do going forward, right? And you're probably thinking to yourself, why? Well, what do you, why would you wake up at 3.30 a.m.? So I've been a pretty early riser for quite a while now. Uh, for at least the past two years, I, you know, I think during the pandemic, to make a long story short, I started waking up pretty early almost every day anyway, you know, usually usually around 4.30 or 5. A lot of times I would naturally wake up that early. Sometimes I would set an alarm. I just, I, I realized that I really liked it because it was a very stressful time, both in my personal life and with my job and with the pandemic. And waking up that early really gave me a chance to, no matter how chaotic or stressful the day would be, it really gave me a chance to focus on me at least for maybe two hours before, before the shit hit the fan, as we say in English, pardon my swear word there. But, um, so I'd have at least two hours, you know, I could meditate a little bit, maybe write in my journal because I like to do that. Uh, maybe do, you know, do my exercise. I always do exercise and it would help just at least get my day off to a good start. Even if the rest of the day was going to go to hell <laughs> because that happened a lot during 2020 and you know, it, I'm sure it happens to all of us. We all, we all go through our own problems, right? No matter who you are, what your situation is in life. And we all go through stress. Anyway, and I got into this routine of waking up, you know, pretty early last year. Now, over this summer, uh, I had some, well, had some uh, interesting, um, you know, painful, challenging events in my life happen in the spring of 2021 this year. And so I kind of naturally after that, I was just struggling to sleep anyway. And a lot of times I would sleep maybe, you know, six hours or so. I would go to bed at, at 10 and wake up around four, you know, and I'm still kind of doing the same routine where I would meditate in the mornings, do my exercise, et cetera, et cetera. I just wasn't sleeping that much for several reasons. I found myself waking up early, which I like, you know, whether I'm in a good mood or a bad mood or whatever's happening, I prefer to wake up early, right? If I'm in a good mood, well, that's great. Let's get the day started. If I'm in a bad mood, it gives me a chance to work my way into a good mood 
before the other people wake up and I have to start interacting with them. Um, because a lot of times I do wake up <clears throat> either depressed or angry or worried or sad or whatever in some sort of a bad mood. And usually I can use that time that I'm by myself to put myself into a good mood before I have to start, well, working or interacting with other people, which usually starts, I don't know, around seven or eight o'clock, you know. And so I told myself, you know, why don't we just, let's, let's try this. Let's try 3.30. Let's, let's just set the alarm for 3.30 every day. I mean, there were some days I had gotten up around that time just naturally anyway. And I said, let's just set the alarm for 3.30 every day. I want to try this. I want to try this for at least a couple months. I'm going to be consistent about it every day, seven days a week and see what happens. So why 3.30? Okay. Well, you know, as I explained, I like to do meditation every day. I do it. I really only do about a 10 or 15 meditation. I mean, my routine is I wake up, I get my coffee started. I do about a 10 or 15 minute meditation. Then I drink my, you know, a cup of coffee while I'm kind of writing in my journal. This is my, this is my reflection time when I go over my, uh, my, my deepest pains. Um, uh, you know, sometimes I think about positive things too, but I really just sit there with myself and really try to understand who I am and really introspect and really do some deep work. And it's been very useful. I mean, I started doing this about two or three years ago. I've been doing it even more intensively lately, and I'm learning a lot about myself. And so I do that. Usually that takes about an hour total. And then I do my exercise, uh, which usually takes, I mean, if you include the warm up and the cool down, it's usually about an hour. And then after that, uh, so I, on my other Instagram page on uh, Tumbleson underscore fitness, I post my workouts. I post my exercises every day, which takes another 15 or 20 minutes. You know, if you post, if you make a story and a post, and then I eat breakfast after that. And I do like to get a good breakfast before I have to start the day. Uh, and then of course I post the, the to be published episode of keep talking podcast on all our platforms. Really this whole process takes me up until about seven o'clock. It takes about three and a half hours to do all of those things that I was just talking about, um, especially if you include, you know, showering and getting ready for the workday and all that. It takes me until about seven. So really those three and a half hours, I'm just kind of, I'm in my zone. I'm in my little routine. And, you know, I decided on 3.30 in part because of that and in part because I've also started believe, believing in some really weird, quirky, possibly true spiritual stuff. There's something about the time 3.40 a.m. I did another episode about a month, month and a half ago called Que Pasa a las 3.40 de la Mañana? What happens at 3.40 in the morning? And I explained that according to Sadhguru and several other, let's call them mystical figures, spiritual figures, <clears throat> At 3.40 in the morning is supposedly the time when we're most aligned with our true purpose on this earth. And that can be the best time to just be awake and sit in reflection. Now, some uh, mystics and some spiritual leaders will even say that we're actually all awake at that time, that the body wakes up at that time, the mind wakes up, is not sleeping, and we don't even realize it. Now, obviously, this theory is a bit... Mm, it's a little bit out there, right? It's a bit strange. It's like, okay, well, first off, let's define 3.40 a.m. We have all these different time zones. Is it the same for every time zone? I heard it depends on the latitude, too. Why 3.40 exactly? The moon and the sun change positions year-round, or is it the earth that, I don't know, you get the point, okay? How do we define this 3.40 a.m. time? Anyway, though, I thought to myself, well, <clears throat> I really like being up that early anyway, and I'm not sure if it's anything to do with the exact time of 3.40, but I do know that those last two hours of the night in particular, two, three hours before the sun comes up, I find very useful. 
I find it to be the only time that I can really be creative, if you will, and I can really think for myself. I feel like the rest of the day is mainly just distractions. You know, it's receive a message here and respond to it. It's, you know, someone says something here and you respond. You don't really get to think, you know, it's just receive, respond, receive, respond. And I love just being able to kind of sit there with my own thoughts. And so that's why I really love those last couple hours of the madrugada, the, the wee hours of the morning before the sun comes up. And so that's kind of why I decided on 3.30. Um, I also, uh, there's a guy that I follow. His name is Wes Watson. Uh, he's an inspirational figure who is a former prisoner. Uh, you can look him up if you'd like. You know, he's all over Instagram as Wes Watson. And he wakes up. I was inspired by this. He wakes up at 2.45 a.m. every day. Now, I'm not trying to do 2.45. I don't think I'm ever going to set a 2.45 wake-up time. He's, he's been doing this for years and years, right? And... Uh, and, you know, I know a couple other people who get up at about that time at 2.45. Nah, I don't want that. I'm, I'm going to, I don't think I'm going to go any earlier than 3.30, you know, at least in terms of setting the alarm. There are a couple of days where I've woken up a little bit before 3.30, but I don't, I don't know, like 2.45 is almost like yesterday. <laughs> Let's be realistic here. But uh, 3.30, 3.30 is pretty good. That's getting, getting up and after it pretty early. So I decided on 3.30. I think 3.30 is a good time for me, and I told myself, okay, I'm someone who in general sleeps maybe six and a half, maybe seven hours on average, probably six and a half on average. I really think about six and a half hours on average is what I need, which means in theory, if I'm asleep, my head's on the pillow sleeping by nine o'clock every night, and I wake up at 3.30, that should be enough. Now, of course, I knew going into this that I wouldn't be getting to bed exactly at nine every night, and I haven't. And I'm someone, you know, you're probably also thinking to yourself, man, you must have a boring life. You're waking up at 3.30 every day. You don't do, you go to bed before 9 o'clock every night. Well, it's partially true. It's, it's not true. I mean, I do have probably mm, two or three nights a week where I'm up doing some sort of activity with other people until, you know, roughly 10. It depends, right? You may have seen some of our recent episodes where me and Lari, Laura Enriquez, are making podcasts, and usually we're recording those between like 7 and 10 p.m. So you hear me lagging and dragging at the end, like, yeah, Lari, I think it was you. I'm kind of tired. It's 9.45 p.m. We've been talking for two hours. But, um, so the point is, yeah, I am pretty boring like four or five nights a week. Like four or five nights a week, you might see me going to bed at 8 o'clock. I mean, ever since I started doing this, I've been... You know, the alarm has been set for 3.30 every day, and I've woken up at 3.30 every day for the last two months, for the last 60 days, and I've done my morning routine every day, right? And I plan, at least for the time being, to keep going because I haven't seen any real drawbacks, right? Uh, but, you know, I haven't decided if I'm going to take this, like, forever, 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 ever, forever, ever. I don't know about that. But I do plan to keep going for now because I haven't seen any real problems with it. Now, since I started doing this, probably on average, I would say I go to bed like, yeah, like around 8.30 to get almost seven hours of sleep. Some nights I'll go to bed as early, like tonight, I might even go to bed at 7 or 7.30 just because I don't have any plans. It's Halloween, but the Halloween party was yesterday. So I was up to like 10.15, 10.30 last night, right? And, um, you know, so if I'm, if I'm really tired, I need to catch up on sleep. I have nothing else going on, no one wants to see me in the evening, then I'll just go to bed by 7.30 and you get a full eight hours of sleep. Now, there's a couple of nights a week where I only get, <clears throat> you know, five hours of sleep. I think the latest I've gone to bed since I started this was about 11 or 11.15, and that was one night. I play basketball on Wednesday nights, and unfortunately, we've had a couple that have been like a really late game, like a 9.15 start. So we play from like 9.15 to 10 or 10.15, get home at like 10.45 
you're trying to wind down. You know, it's it's 10:45 in the evening. You just played basketball. You had like a you know a smoothie or something, a bunch of water to try to rehydrate yourself. Your heart's pumping. You got your adrenaline going still. You're trying to go to bed in like 15 minutes. That way you can wake up in like four and a half hours. Not what the doctors recommend. But anyway, that's what I've been doing. And <clears throat> you know, even on the days like that, you know, the next day after sleeping for four and a half hours. I'm, and I'm sure almost everybody's done this occasionally, right? Where you only slept for four hours, whether it was you were cramming for a test, you were, you know, in college, you, you stayed up until four o'clock in the morning and had to go to class the next day, or just, you know, people do this on the weekends all the time. You slept for four hours. For me, the next day after that is not, I mean, it's not good. You don't feel great, obviously. I kind of wake up with like a groggy throat. I have a little bit of that today. Can you hear it in my voice? No escuchas? Como que la ronquera que tengo? Anyway, so you can hear it a little bit in my voice, that kind of grogginess. And, you know, my throat will be a little groggy. I'll maybe be just a little bit, like, not super quick thinking. But, you know, one extra cup of coffee and we're good. And here's the thing. Normally, you know, the experts say you don't want to drink more than around 400 milligrams of caffeine, I believe, you know, via coffee per day. I'm pretty sure normally I have about 200 to 250 milligrams per day. I'll have my cup in the morning while I'm, you know, finishing my meditation, uh, doing my journaling. And then my second cup, I usually save till right when the workday's starting, you know, like around eight o'clock feels nice. Kind of get in that zone. I'm like, Oh yeah, let's do this now. Get that coffee. And you know, then usually I'm good on the nights where I sleep for four or five hours only. Then I will go for a, a, a you know, a, well, I guess a third or even a fourth cup kind of around the midday sometimes. And you know, I, it still doesn't go over what they say that, you know, the recommended maximum dose of caffeine in a day. I mean, and who knows where they come up with these numbers, right? Especially to, I'm like a larger than average person. I probably have a little bit higher of a tolerance anyway, but the point is I'm still really not having that much caffeine on the days that I drink three or four cups of coffee. It's certainly not more than like the recommended now. So, so that's kind of how I felt. I mean, you know, 80% of the days I'm feeling good. I wake up at 3.30 and I've gotten basically enough sleep. I mean, yes, the alarm does wake me up. The alarm wakes me up 80% of the time. Maybe one, maybe two days a week, I'll actually wake up slightly before the 3.30 alarm because, you know, my body's used to it now. I mean, I'll wake up at 3.15 or something like that and I go, oh, good, let's get going, right? And of course, those are usually the nights that I go to bed a little earlier. Maybe I go to bed at 7.30 or 8.00. I sleep till 3.15, I got over seven hours, boom, let's go, right? And, um, you know, there's a lot of talk about there about whether or not you should use an alarm. Some people say, well, yeah, you got to use an alarm. That's how you get up and you get your day started. And obviously, you can tell that's kind of where I'm at right now. Other people will say, no, well, no, alarms are not natural. It's not natural to cut out your sleep. You especially don't want to cut out your REM sleep because usually your REM or rapid eye movement sleep is the type of sleep that you're in later in the night, right? In those, you know, sixth, seventh, and eighth hours, you're spending more time in REM sleep. And that's where memory consolidation and learning really happens. So theoretically, I might be cutting off my ability to, to learn and to remember things by missing some of that REM sleep frequently. And I'm going to kind of test this with myself. I don't have a way to do like a real science experiment on it. I mean, you, you know, if you listen to keep talking, you can, you'll be able to hear me over time be like, yeah, I think this dude's losing it. He doesn't know how to say any words. He definitely can't speak Spanish anymore and he can barely speak English now. Maybe that'll be the indicators when I can no longer even speak my own language. No, but uh, realistically, I don't think that I'm losing too many brain cells too fast by cutting off my sleep a little bit. And certainly there are many people 
who who do this, who you know use alarms throughout their whole life. They they never wake up without an alarm. You got to wake up with an alarm. How are you going to wake up if you don't have an alarm? What else is going to wake you up? Um, they're also, I mean, we could debate back and forth sleep. And I've talked about sleep on this podcast before, how I think for me really about six and a half hours a night is kind of what I, what I need. That's like what I'll naturally get if I just let my body sleep without an alarm a lot of times. And so I think usually as long as I'm getting to bed by nine on average, even when the alarm does wake me up, I, I usually, I really think I'm getting about enough sleep and I feel good the next day. I don't, in general, I don't need you know, I don't feel bad energy. I don't need a nap. I think I've taken one nap throughout these two months. That's another point I should make. In these two months that I've woken up at 3.30 every day, I think I took one nap. It was like a random Sunday. I was at my parents' house and we had one of those meals. You ever do that where you have like a high carbohydrate meal in the middle of the day? This is why I don't eat a lot of carbohydrates during the middle of the day. Because you eat like a high carbohydrate meal in the middle of the day and then you're just sitting there on the couch. You're watching football with your dad and you just knock the F out. That happened to me like three weeks ago on a Sunday. Took a little nap for about an hour. But other than that, I don't nap. And, you know, like I said, on these days where... I have only slept for four or five hours, the rare ones. I'll just have a, you know, a pick-me-up cup of coffee, an extra cup of coffee. Um, I also just like to kind of do a little exercise in the middle of the day. Gets the blood flowing, wakes me up again. So maybe I'll drop down and do some push-ups or some burpees. If you haven't heard of burpees, if you're not a native English speaker, look up burpees. They're cool, great exercise. And that kind of wakes me back up again anyway. And the great thing about this is... Okay, I mean, I can, I don't know, like insomnia, I'm not trying to diagnose people and really help with complex health issues, right? I mean, everyone, everyone is different, okay? Everyone is different, so don't, don't take this as doctor's advice, right? I'm not a doctor, but I will say that for insomnia, for not being able to sleep, having trouble falling asleep, I can tell you with confidence that if you set your alarm to 3.30 every day, and you wake up at 3.30 every day, you will not have any trouble getting to sleep at night. Especially if you wake up at 3.30 and you do hard exercise in the morning every day. When your head hits the pillow, regardless of what time it is in the evening, if it's 7.30 in the evening or if it's 10.30 in the evening, you're going to sleep. If you can't sleep then, then you probably really should see a doctor because you may have an actual, a real sleep issue. But trust me, when you're up at 3.30, you will sleep when you get to bed at night. I can tell you that with high confidence. And the other thing that's really cool about it too is when you're up at 3.30, the days are long, my friends. The days are very long. You get a lot of time. I mean, it's, it's great in the morning. You get to feel extremely productive. Whether or not any of these things I'm doing are actually useful for the world or not is debatable. But you really can do a lot of things in those first four and a half hours from 3.30 to 8 when nobody else is awake to distract you and you're just in your zone. And 8 o'clock rolls around and you're like, okay, well, I guess it's time to start the work day. And you feel like you already just crushed it and did a million of these little things. And now you're ready for all of the people that, you know, are going to throw problems at you and things like that because you've accomplished the tasks that were the most important for you that day. You've probably even cleared up a couple other problems. You know, like a lot of times I'll have issues like, oh, geez, I got these bills to pay, this issue to solve, what's going on with the new condo that I'm trying to buy, et cetera, et cetera. All these little problems to solve. Oh, I don't want to deal with it. A lot of times that little zone between seven and eight o'clock when I already dominated for the first three and a half hours and still have like an hour before I have to start working, that's a great time to solve some of those little problems too. So the point here is when you're up at 3.30, 
you really accomplish a lot distraction free for those first three or four or five hours. And like I said, when eight o'clock, nine o'clock rolls around and like, you know, the work day is really officially beginning and people are, you know, other people are kind of rolling out of bed. You're like, all right, yeah, well, I've been at this for a while. It's been a good one so far. You know, what else you got for me? It really, it really feels good. 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock rolls around and you're like, oof, been a long day so far. Everybody else is still kind of just waking up and getting started. And I suppose you could look at that negatively. You'd be like, oh my God, this day will never end. But for me, it's like I was able to get so much done already. And I just love that feeling. And really... You know, as far as, okay, well, well, what do you do in the evening? Well, Sean, what do you do in the evening? If you, you know, there are things that are going on late. What if you have to work late until six or, whoops, my audio got effed up here. Work till six or 7 p.m., et cetera, et cetera. Then what do you do? I mean, I'll admit, I am tired. Like, I'm very tired by six or 7 p.m. a lot of times, right? And, you know, without getting into too much of like eating habits and schedule and when I eat dinner and things like that, usually it's around five. But, um, you know, yeah, if I'm having to do things like work or play basketball or record a podcast with Lottie, we should have more of those coming up at around 6 or 7 p.m. Yes, I'm tired. Yes, I'm tired at that point. But I can still do it. It's still fine. And I would argue that most people at 6 or 7 p.m. at the end of a work day just probably have a headache and are tired anyway and don't want to really do any important stuff. I mean, for any entrepreneurs out there listening to this, or if you're just someone who's improving your English or trying to improve on anything, and you have a full-time job and you work from 8 to 5 or 9 to 6 or whatever it may be, wouldn't you agree with me that you just don't do it that well when you try to do your, your side thing, your studying, your small business that you're trying to start up, whatever it is that you're trying to do and work on in your spare time? It's hard to do at 7 or 8 p.m. after a long day of work. Come on, you know it's hard. I know some people say they can do it, but but it's harder. It's much harder. If you could do it early in the morning when you're fresh, it's, it works way better. And I think 90% of people would agree with me. If you're really a night owl, una lechuza, lo, lechuza nocturna, ooh, maybe I am starting to lose brain cells. I can't pronounce nocturna. Um, I learned the word lechuza in a podcast with Larry recently. But anyway, if you're a night owl, un buo nocturno, is that a thing in Spanish? If you're a night person. I don't think night people exist, by the way. Anyway, if you really think you're a night owl, hit me up. DM me. We'll talk about this. Because I just don't, I don't think people are meant to be night owls and work better at midnight. I think we're meant to work better in the mornings. But I ain't saying you have to wake up at 3.30 either. You know, maybe, maybe 6 is a good time for you, 5 or 5.30 or whatever. But I think in general, most of us would benefit from waking up early. And I'm not saying I'm going to wake up at 3.30 forever. Maybe, maybe. I'm actually validating this idea. That's why I wanted to say I wanted to make a commitment to doing it for two months at least, which I've completed now. I said, okay, I'm going to make a commitment. I'm going to do this for two months, and I'm going to see what are the results. What do I think about this going forward? Is this something I really want to implement every day? Do I think the pros outweigh the cons? Etc. Etc. And my answer at this point is, yeah, probably. I probably. I really think. I mean, the benefits. I've talked to you about the benefits. You get a crap load of stuff done. You really do. And I rarely feel like I'm too tired. Like I said, maybe there are two or three days a week when I'm only sleeping for five hours because my evening activities keep me awake until 10 p.m. or so. Yes, the next day is tough. The next day is tougher. I don't feel as good. No, I'm not 100% mentally or physically. But I'm still doing pretty good. I'm still functioning. And the the benefit I get from those four or five undistracted hours every morning 
It's just wonderful. And I just love it. And I just, it, you know, it's a trade-off. There's a trade-off. There's opportunity cost with everything in life. And so that's why for me, I'm just like, for now, I'm going to keep going with this 330, right? I mean, I, I love it so far. And I think, you know, the other question will become, you know, the, the question with it is always, well, what about those days when you just, you just, you you would totally miss out on something. You just got to be up past midnight or you just, you got to go out and do this thing at this party or whatever. Well, my first response to that is, you know, actually last night was a pretty good example. I went to a little birthday Halloween party. And like I said, I mean, it started fairly early in the evening. It started like five or six. We got there. And then we went to this other bar, um, cool place. And, you know, we got to the bar at like nine. I decided to leave it at like basically right at 10 and got home by 10:30 to go to bed. And for me, you know, that was fine. I got to be there. I was there with the main party for like three hours. I was at the bar dance club for like one hour and it was really cool. Got to spend time with some friends and then still went home at a reasonable time. Still woke up at three 30. No, didn't feel that great today, but yes, still have enough energy at the end of the day, since it's 4:53 PM right now to do this podcast. So you can still go out and have fun. Now, did I go out past midnight? No. Could I? Well, maybe. That'd be interesting. Yeah, like, will there be a night and be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to stay up till midnight. I'm going to stay up till 1. I'm going to go to bed at 1.30 and wake up in two hours at 3.30. If I did that, I think that the next day I probably would, I would take a nap. Like, realistically, I think I would need a nap by like 10 o'clock in the morning. It would be weird, right? Which begs the question of, well, actually, okay, first, let me follow up finish that train of thought. My other thought on this is people say, you know, well, you're going to miss out on stuff. If you wake up that early all the time and you go to bed early all the time, you're just going to miss out. You're not going to be able to do stuff. You're, you're not going to be able to, you know, hang out with people. You're going to miss out on so many opportunities. I've had a person talk shit to me or this before saying, yo, bro, this is, this is before I even started the three thirty routine. He says, man, bro, if you go to bed at nine o'clock every night, like everything epic in this world happens after 9 PM, you're going to miss everything. You're going to miss all these opportunities. <laughs> yeah. I, I disagree with that. Here's my response to that, okay? As far as, you know, you're going to miss opportunities with other people, blah, 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 if you don't stay up past 9 or 10 or midnight or whatever. My response to that is, if I'm really so important to some person and, you know, there's a person who me and I could collaborate together to create some sort of an opportunity in this world, they can meet me before 10 p.m. someday. Like if I'm really important enough to you and we have an opportunity to form some sort of a relationship, whether it's a friendship, professional, or romantic relationship, you can find time sometime between, let's say, 6 a.m. and 10 p.m. on one of the seven days of the week to meet me. It doesn't have to happen at midnight. And, you know, like I said, just because I do wake up this early, it's not saying I have to go to bed by 9 every night. I do stay up past 9, you know, three, three days a week probably on average right now. So it doesn't totally exclude the opportunity, that keyword again, opportunity to stay out late and do some cool stuff every now and then. Now, begs the question, okay, well, what about your health? Isn't it bad for your health to wake up that early every day? Even when you go to bed at 10, 11, midnight, don't you need sleep? What's going to happen when you only sleep for four hours and you do that on a kind of consistent basis? Maybe on average you sleep eh, an average of six, six, six and a half hours per night, but some nights you're only sleeping for five hours, four and a half hours. Once or twice a week you're sleeping five hours or less. Isn't that really bad for your health over time? 
Well, boy, that's a tough debate. And believe me, I've done some research on it. Sleep and health. I mean, it, I think nobody's going to argue that sleep is important. Sleep is important. A lot of times now I think sleep quality is better than sleep quantity. Okay. The way we're sleeping, are we entering into deep sleep quickly? Do we have a dark room? Do we have a cool room where we can get to bed, where we can fall asleep comfortably, right? Do we not eat a bunch of food, particularly junk food, or do we not drink alcohol right before we go to bed? That's important too. Okay. And these are things that I do well. I have what we call good sleep hygiene, quote unquote, as far as I know. And that's another part of the reason that when my head hits the pillow, I sleep. And so you can actually make the argument that I sleep very well because the time that I spend in bed, which is on average probably six and a half hours, I'm knocked out. Like I am out and I am sleeping hard. Could I sleep a little more for optimal physical and mental performance? Yeah, maybe I could use another half hour or hour a night, but the world isn't perfect, hey? <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, it's probably not optimal for health. It's probably not. But then again, it's like, well, if I decided to sleep in an extra hour on average, then I miss one of those highly productive hours. It's a tough world. I don't know. These are first world problems, my friends. Yeah. And, you know, I say that I'm trying to be humble with this, right? Because, you know, oh, what a big problem. You don't know if you should sleep an extra hour or not. Yeah, I mean, it's really not. You know, I'm, I'm lucky to have this as, as a dilemma in my life, right? Um, so as far as the health benefits, you know, I, I was the health potential health risks, right, of waking up this early. It's like, well, you get into it and you read, okay, studies show links between, you know, chronic lack of sleep and things like high blood pressure, increased risk for heart disease. What are some of the other things? Oh, gosh. Um, well, I mean, like increased risks of diabetes, like basically all of the main kind of comorbidities, if you will, that's a that's a bad word to use right now, especially with COVID. But all of these like major health issues that you know would you would hear about, yeah, lack of sleep's been linked to this and this and this, right? But you know, and they'll also say it's linked to weight problems and things like that. Well, here's my theory. I think because of the fact that when we're sleep deprived, I mean this is known, because of the fact that when we're sleep deprived, our hormones are a little bit messed up. And we typically end up eating things, our body doesn't tell us correctly when we're hungry and when we're not hungry. We're more inclined to just eat when our body doesn't need it, and we're more inclined to eat things like junk food, etc., etc., right? And for me, I'm very disciplined with what I eat, so that's not a problem. You know, I'm not someone who gives in to cravings, you know, as deseos intensos de, oh, yo quiero un chocolate, right? I mean, I do eat chocolate every now and then, but I don't have like these, I, I don't have that problem. I'm disciplined with my food. So my theory is, I think that the reason that you see all of these links between sleep deprivation and things like, you know, higher blood pressure or whatever it may be, diabetes, et cetera, et cetera, is because typically, typically people that are chronically sleep deprived have unfortunately accumulated all of these other health problems because of the fact that they didn't control well what they were eating. But me, I'm controlling what I'm eating. So that shouldn't be a problem. That's my theory. Now, like I said, uh, you know, and that's not the only thing. Of course, there are, there are mental, you know, I touched a little on this before about how if you consistently cut off REM sleep, if you don't get enough REM sleep, supposedly you're not going to be able to do as well with memory consolidation, with learning, you know, you, you just... 
in layman's terms, you're going to get stupider. <laughs> and that's what I asked myself. I'm like, well, is this going to make me stupider? Not necessarily make me stupid, but limit my potential for learning because I am a passionate learner. You know, I love learning languages. I love learning about a lot of things. Is, you know, technically being a little bit sleep deprived a lot of times going to limit my ability to learn and my ability to think and my ability to remember? And who knows? I don't have an answer for that and it's hard to test. Maybe. Maybe. And yeah, so that's that's a risk that I'm that I'm willing to take. Like I said, I think I do a lot of good things to stimulate brain function. Uh, one of those things, I mean, well, a lot of these things. I mean, I'm you know I do tons of things. I mean, exercise is great for the brain. Practicing other languages, which I do, is great for the brain. Journaling, just just sitting alone with your thoughts, with your oh, there, you see, I'm losing it. Sitting alone with your thoughts is great for the brain. And then also, like I said, I I eat pretty well overall. I'm pretty disciplined with what I eat, and I don't feed myself a bunch of sugar, right? So overall, I'm not super worried about these things, whether it's the physical or mental drawbacks of potentially being sleep deprived on a somewhat regular basis. I'm not that worried about it. And so so that's why at this point I am going to continue. I am going to continue waking up at 3.30 at least for the time being. I mean, you know, the only way that I'm going to miss one is if both alarms fail. I usually have two alarms set every day, the one on my phone and then an actual alarm clock. So I guess if both alarms fail, whoops, maybe I won't wake up at 3.30. And then it would scare the crap out of me. Like let's say I wake up at like 4.15 accidentally, you know. Yeah, I got to bed at 9. The alarm didn't go off at 3.30. It's 4.15. Whoa, what? Now what do I do? Okay, wait, do I skip the meditation and journaling? Do I get to have coffee today? Do I get coffee? What happens now? It's 4.15. It's late. Shit. Okay, sorry. I've been dropping a lot of swear words in this episode, but it's funny, right? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I am going to keep going with the routine for now. Yeah. I'm not going to say, like, indefinitely forever. Maybe I'll come to the conclusion that, you know what? Yeah, this is not working out well for me. I shouldn't do this anymore. Maybe. But I really like it for now. I don't know. I do like it for now. I think the pros outweigh the cons. And once again, just to kind of reiterate, the thing for me is that I haven't seen any real, you know, any real drawbacks, any real limits to performance. Who knows? Maybe I'm setting myself up for failure long term, but I haven't seen any real tangible, noticeable drawbacks in physical or mental performance. Yeah, you're a little groggy a couple days a week. Take an extra coffee, do some burpees, you'll be fine. And the the pros to this are are incredible. You know, just part of it is just is that feeling of self discipline. I really think that just being disciplined and an early wake up time really really helps with this. Just being disciplined is super important to all of us, to our self-esteem, for everyone. And so that's one of the key benefits of this. You also get the benefit of kind of having some time to just think and reflect on yourself and on life. Do a good workout. I mean, when you're up at 3.30, you've got lots of time to work on yourself. And it's really beneficial. And then also to kind of, like I said, solve some of those problems in your professional or personal life that we all have before the sun comes up and before the other people can distract you and take your mind away from it and put you in a bad mood. And, um, you know, the other benefit, like I said, is that if I am in a bad mood for whatever reason, you know, which there's been some, some things going on in my life recently that, that didn't go so well. And, you know, sometimes I do have a reason to be in a bad mood, I feel. And it really helps when you wake up in a bad mood to have those three hours to put yourself in a good mood. And it really works for me, and that's why I recommend exercise for everybody in general. Usually, exercise will always put you in a good mood. And, you know, you can look up the, the actual science behind that. It's, it's real, real talk, folks. Um, 
but yeah so i think that i think for me the pros outweigh the cons and that's why i would encourage you if i ain't saying 330 you know maybe hey maybe why not if you want to do 330 join the club you know just don't bother me at that time because i don't want to hear you i don't want to be distracted by you at 330 i put my phone in airplane mode i'm not gonna lie you know i'll wake up and check make sure like nobody urgently called me or something in the night but then i'll go into airplane mode that way there's not even a chance for distraction from like 330 to 6 a lot of times right but um anyway yeah so if you do wake up at uh, 330 don't try to call me because we're not going to be homies and like you know hanging out talking on the phone at four o'clock in the morning no nah, it's not going to be like that this is where it's where i sit at the table and think about my inner demons and uh then go into the workout but um i do encourage all of you especially maybe this is an introvert thing i don't know i'm more of an introverted person overall you know i like to talk i like to meet people but at the core i'm an introvert and i need some alone time every now and then and it's very useful for me and i think we really all should be having we need to learn how to be alone and be comfortable alone comfortable with the good and the bad and the ugly about all of us and um maybe i maybe i'll just leave it at that i've been rambling for a while. i've been talking about this for 36 minutes who knew you could talk for 36 minutes about waking up at 3 frickin' 30 a.m. But yeah, I'm trying to think. Rack my brain, my slightly sleep-deprived, tired brain, to think, is there anything else I wanted to say about waking up at 3.30? And once again, let me reiterate, if you have insomnia and you wake up at 3.30, you won't have insomnia anymore because you will hit the pillow late at night and you will sleep for however much time you have to sleep. So you will not be laying in bed wasting your time. I don't think so. I think it's damn near impossible. If you wake up at 3.30 and you work out hard in the morning and you are you still cannot sleep <laughs> when, you know, 9 or 10 p.m. comes around, I don't know, like something is seriously wrong then and you may need to see a doctor. Um, and I don't want to, you know, I'm sorry if I'm like making a joke and somebody does have real chronic sleep problems. I apologize. I know we're all different. So, um yeah. Once again, Keep Talking Podcast does not give out official medical advice. Please consult your medical provider if you um, don't believe what Sean says, which you shouldn't believe everything that I say. All right, talkers, I think that's about it. Um, once again, my headphones are kind of going out of whack here, so that's probably a good time to end the podcast. I hope I've inspired you maybe to wake up a little bit earlier, or at least you've gotten a good laugh out of the idea of waking up at 3.30 in the morning and you're still going to be like, nah, I'm cool waking up at 7.30 or 8. I stay up till 4 on the weekends anyway. How am I going to get up at 3.30 when I, when I stay out until 4, dude? Anyway, whatever you do, however you live your life, keep living your life to the fullest. We'll talk again soon, talkers. Thanks for listening, talkers. Remember that Keep Talking is the best platform for you to reach an advanced level of English fluency and connect with a global community. Remember to follow us on Instagram at keeptalkingco and check out our website,